Sometimes, as our ministries and businesses grow, we feel like we're running around crazy, chasing all the chickens. We have so many amazing ideas, and we're fueled by a passion to help people with our gifts and skills. In this episode of our Success Foundations series, we'll look at our pieces and decide what stays and what may need to go. Hey friend, welcome to Just One Simple Thing, the podcast where we find the intersection of practical solutions, biblical truth, and creativity as you lead in ministry and business. In order to make an impact, you have to take action even when you aren't 100% sure what God is up to. If you're tired of trying all the things and ready to do a new thing, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Krista Hutchins, a project manager, coach, wife, mom, encourager, and friend. In each episode, we tackle a specific issue keeping you stuck as you chase after your God dream and give you just one simple thing to help bring clarity to your swirl of creative ideas. Now, let's go solve a problem. Hey friends, welcome to episode 20 of Just One Simple Thing. I was so encouraged by your response last week to the start of the Success Foundation series. For people who are just getting started or have been growing their ministry or business for a while and are ready for a refresh, these foundational principles are just what you need to keep making progress. Sometimes we get so caught up in doing so many things. We start things, we get them going, then we have another great idea, and we start something else, and then at some point we just hit a wall. We've started so many things, and trying to keep them all running is running us ragged. Ever been there? Yeah, me too. It's time to examine all of our pieces and be sure they fit with our purpose. We may also need to dream a little bit and think about pieces in our future to start preparing for them now. Pieces are anything that you're managing as part of your ministry. It could be your website or your blog or your podcast. It's your services, your products, your social media accounts. It could be groups that you lead. It's not the things you do to promote your business or ministry. It's the things that are actually the work you do. The original disciples and the early church could have fallen into the same chicken-chasing trap that we do. What started as a tiny spark after Jesus' resurrection would grow to be a wildfire spreading throughout the world, and they held the match that would light it on fire. They were not perfect, but they were so wise in how they managed their pieces and stayed within their purpose by following three important principles. The first principle is listening to the Holy Spirit, and it's found in Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In episode 19, we learned that God gave Noah a why and a who. Jesus added where to the equation for the disciples. Acts 1.8 may sound very geographical, but it also represents groups of people who they would reach. They started in their closest community, but as they added pieces to their ministry, they had an eye towards the ends of the earth. We talked about that in episode 17. 
Jesus gave them a very big job, and it surely must have seemed overwhelming. How would this little band of Christ followers get their message from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth? But when we read this verse only as a command, we're missing out on something big, because this verse is also a promise. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. The promise of the power of the Holy Spirit was way bigger than the disciples could have imagined at the time. When the Holy Spirit gets involved in our work, we become equipped for things we never imagined we could do. There's an energy, excitement, and passion that we're not capable of on our own. The second principle we see is that the disciples stayed within their purpose. It's easy to get overwhelmed just reading all the disciples had going on. They were meeting with the local church, preaching, teaching, healing, witnessing, raising funds. Are you tired yet? They had a lot going on, and at one point, it got to be too much. In Acts 6, part of the congregation was not having its needs met, and they brought it to the disciples. The leaders were rightly focused on the assignment Jesus had given them, to preach the gospel and make disciples. They knew it would not be best for them to be distracted from that purpose. But at the same time, they recognized the need was real, and so they delegated. And even more than that, they totally handed the task off to people who were capable and willing to meet the need with little or no input from their leadership. After this point, we really don't read much about the disciples getting directly involved in the ministry of the local church. They served as wise counsel and resources and gave advice to the local church leaders, but didn't do the work for them. They were totally focused on their own purpose of preaching and making disciples. And the last principle is equipping others to serve and go. By taking on leadership roles in the church, the early followers became martyrs, evangelists, and leaders. Having sat under the teaching of the Twelve Apostles, they grew in their faith and in their abilities. Often, as our ministries and businesses grow, and this is a little hard to admit, we can get our eyes on ourselves and become follower hoarders. It feels good and maybe strokes our ego to keep all of our followers close by and dependent on us, trying to meet their every need. But if we truly desire transformation and growth in our followers, there should be an element of our work that's about equipping them to go and meet needs for others. Even if you're providing products and services where you do want your customers coming back again and again, They'll be more loyal to you if they feel like you're empowering them as you meet their needs. They come back because they want to, not because you've created a dysfunctional situation where they have to. Now, using your purpose as a filter and these three principles as your guide, you can examine what you're currently doing or have planned to do in your ministry or business. Ask yourself about each piece. Is it lined up with your purpose? If you stop doing it today, who or what would be harmed? Would your work be damaged? Would you have to stop and regroup? If you could stop doing it and no one noticed, you probably don't need to be doing it at all. Is there someone else who is better equipped than you to do this? I know that last one is scary because we always think there's someone better equipped than we are. 
But getting really clear on your purpose and the value that God sees in you helps you give a more objective answer to that question. Once you've looked at your current pieces, think about the pieces that may be in your future. This is where you get to dream a little and have fun. Consider what would benefit your audience. What new services do they need? What new guidance or topics could you cover? What would take you to a new level of credibility or expand your skill set and expertise? As you build out your dream, you can then create an intentional plan to put it in motion in a way that doesn't overwhelm you or your audience. Doing this exercise early also gets you in the habit of evaluating new ideas in a purposeful way rather than chasing every shiny object you see. Okay, for your one simple action step this week, do the exercise I just mentioned. Evaluate each of your current or dream pieces and make sure they fit. Visit my free Facebook group, Plan and Pray with Do a New Thing, to download a worksheet that will help. That's two success foundation principles down and four to go. If these have been useful to you so far, I'd love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. You never know if your review is going to be the one thing that encourages someone else to listen and get the helpful info they need. Before we run off, let's do a little check-in. Here we are near the end of another month. Did it get away from you again with little progress on your goals and plans? Do you need help figuring out where to focus, but you aren't ready to invest in one-on-one coaching? Then I have just the thing for you, the most cost-effective way to get the benefits of expert input on your goals and plans. With a move forward review, you can submit your plans for the month. I'll take a look and make sure your plan is aligned with your goals, that it's doable, and that it's structured in a sequence that makes sense. Then I'll email you my feedback along with resource recommendations for areas where you may be stuck, and perhaps a little tough grace if you need it, just like I give in my one-on-one coaching calls. Y'all, I'm just being honest here. This is the biggest bang for the buck of all my products and services. If you've ever wanted an affordable and time-efficient way to benefit from my project management experience, this is it. You can get all the details at the link in the show notes. And remember, clarity comes from action, and action can be just one simple thing.